Well, good morning, beautiful people. Happy Sunday morning. Yeah, September 20th. I am outside my mother's house recording this morning. This is going to be our first on air from my iPhone. (laughs) Trying to really cheat the podcasting system here, so wish me well. I have completed day one of my journey, which was getting to Connecticut yesterday, golfing in a tournament where, I will tell you, I got less than five feet away from the hole on one of those, you should get a hole in one holes, which means I think it was pretty hard. Um, I did not win a prize, evidently, which is weird to me because the guy said I was gonna, but that's okay. I left early and I missed it, so I wasn't there to argue about it. Not that I really would have. I don't even know what the prize was. I'm pretty excited to have just made that shot because it's a hole I really like that I think is challenging that I would play like all day if I could. And uh, yeah, it was a little chilly, but I mean, overall, it was a good day for golf and quality time with Uncle Ray and uh, his lady. And then another, you know, I honestly don't know if this man is related or fam or a friend. I think he's a friend, but he's been around the family so long that I think he's related. I don't know. He's a cool guy, though. So that was good. And then I, um, yeah, I, I'm going to recap you every day. This is this is what these on the road shows are going to be. And I'm going to tell you if I learned anything that day. I'm guessing I will have because I already learned yesterday a couple things. Um, I'm going to share one with you here in a second. So from golf, I went to, I went to meet, a, you know, two longtime friends and like that went back, God, close to 30 years. I mean, we're getting old, but really long time. And one of them I, I see or talk to at least about once, well, about once a year I see him. And when it's not COVID, we go and see him at the Renaissance Festival. And it's like it had become like a Fourth of July week kind of tradition was to go see him and I'd get to see his wife and his daughter. So we're a little bit more in tune on each other's lives. And um, we've had some great conversations this last year, even on the phone. And uh, it's important for me. And, you know, if you're trying to stop gambling for example, <laughs> um, you may find that there's these people in your life that you may want to stay connected to, you know, for because you want to nurture the relationships, of course, and, and keep your friends. But it takes mindfulness and being aware, right? Like, I have to stay in touch with Jonathan deliberately. Uh, Facebook is definitely a tool where I know I can kind of keep a pulse on people and I don't know if you guys do this, but if I haven't heard from someone for a while or I just have a icky feeling in my gut or curiosity or whatever, I can kind of go snoop and see if they're alive. Now, maybe Facebook doesn't tell us the whole truth, but it's, at least for me, it gives me some peace or I'll just jump on people's walls and be like, hey, hi, thinking of you, love you, hope you're having a good day, whatever it is, just to let people know they're important and that they're thought of. And... I'm not sure I do this, you know, I do this to let people know I'm thinking of them, but I also do this because I like, I like my people, right? And it feels good to let them know that I'm thinking of them, have them on the brain. So yesterday, 
oh my gosh, it was such an interesting thing. On my way down, I had listened to How You Got Here podcast, the interview that I did with the host, Jeff. And it was a different perspective to be the interviewee than it was to be the interviewer. And I know that I talk to you guys about a lot of things, but I don't ask myself questions, right? And I don't, I don't view myself with a simple curiosity. So if you're, if you want to hear my story as told by someone who is getting asked questions, be sure to check out how you got here podcast. Uh, but what I what I realized when I was listening to it was like my perspective on things and how uh, during the show, I, you know, filled in gaps in my life, like the highs and the lows. And of course, a, there was a lot of lows leading up to this last few years of of no betting time. And what I walked away from and, and what I say to you guys most days is, you know, I'm grateful. I know I'm consistent about believing everything has happened for a reason. You know, all the struggles, all the whatever I talk about happens so that I could become who I've become today. And when we were out last night, now I will tell you, I laughed. I laughed quite a bit. Uh, my, <laughs> my other friend that was there um, is my ex-boyfriend from, from high school. And he was just fired up and it was, it was, that part of it was really funny. You know, um, there was a lot of sarcastic humor and, and Jonathan's that way too. He has just such a, a dry, I, I don't even know how to describe his humor, but he calls me Robert, for example, he always has, um, you know, it's a little bit of a ball busting situation. So we had the, the waitress took pictures early on and we're trying to explain the dynamic. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know why we broke up. And to be honest, I really don't, I still don't remember. And I don't have even more clarity even after talking to the guys about it last night. It's still very confusing. However, um, our perspectives were so freaking different like, I have been talking to you guys and everybody, and I'm like, I'm going to see my, you know, prom date. Well, he was adamant he didn't go to the prom. I'm like, dude, I got pictures. <laughs> like, it's the prom. Of course we have pictures. And what it really was, was it was my high school graduation that he had, like, you know, like, the full-blown, it felt like left at the altar, right? He was, we must have been fighting or whatever, and I remember my whole graduation ceremony just waiting for him to show up, and he never did. So he was confusing the two incidents, and he actually acknowledged. He said, you know, I wish I was at your graduation. He's like, that's one thing I regret. And uh, you have to also understand that my, my graduation day was pins and needles. Even though I'm a pretty smart girl, I had gone into this place of – like I just checked out for quite a bit of high school. Most of my sophomore year, actually, I hid in a gym class or health class with my favorite gym teacher. She let me just, she just let me be there. And um, she knew it was a safe place. And I would go physically to the building. No, yeah, I would go physically to the building. I would skip homeroom so that it would look like I wasn't there. But then I would you could go back around and have teachers like sign your name to prove that you were in the building. You just missed something. So that way your attendance wouldn't be jacked up. 
anyway, that's, that's what I did for most of high school. So I had really only participated in my classes three of the years, if that. And it was, it was really on the fence whether or not they were going to give me my diploma. And I had gotten a D as in dog in typing. And that would have been the difference between me graduating high school on time and not. There's so many funny things about high school, too. Like, I was so adamant about not wanting to learn a language. And here I am now willing to pay money to learn languages. Like, the irony of it all. Anyway, um, I did graduate because just, I I don't even know. Maybe they just didn't want to deal with me another year. (laughs) Who knows? Anyway, so he, he like ruined that experience in addition to how stressful it was graduating. That was, you know, like one of my takeaways all these years. And, um, you know, we were catching up on life. And unfortunately, he's going through just like this really brutal divorce. And I'm, I'm not trying to just share his business for random sharing his business. I just kind of want to give you guys some food for thought about what I heard and and how I walked away from last night. The divorce was 10 years ago and he just has so much angst, I guess is the right word. Hurt, anger. I don't know. It was really, it just made me so grateful for Davey. So grateful for our divorce, you know, being as, as simple and not simple, but it wasn't as devastating I guess, not that it's comparing every divorce has its own thing and I shouldn't speak for Davey, but from my perspective, and now mind you, I was gambling through all this, right? So I could have very well been numb, which might be a difference. You know, I, I I don't know for sure, but at any rate, my ex just has had a, you know, a rough, rough couple decades, it sounds like. And, um, what I what I realized, and I, I said this to him because he's kind of in like a countdown mode to when he can like go restart his life. And I, I said to him, I was like, well, you know, you, you can wait till your kids are grown up and go start your life, but you're still going to be there. <laughs> you know, like if you're this miserable and and sad, and, and like you're at this place where you have a choice now, like you can make the next four years while you're still here great and excellent, or you can be miserable. And, um, he's, he's like stuck in this miserable place. I hope that some of the stuff we talked about will sink in quite honestly. And I'm, I'm finding that I'm always in coach mode. That's one thing that's definitely showing up. Um, and I, I, I mean, well, so I don't know if it's a bad or a good thing. And I, it's weird because I think at some level he understands. He was telling us about this ex-girlfriend that had said something along the lines of, like, we can't control the pain, but we can control the suffering. And that's what I was that's what I was trying to say to him was, like, okay, like, you can't go backwards, but let's reset the brain. Let's start looking for the good stuff. Let's Let's move forward. And I know that my message was not necessarily received and and I didn't push right like it was a first time seeing each other but guys we do have a choice like we have a choice every day when we wake up and some days it's going to be harder to be you know rainbows and unicorns than others but it, we still have a choice and ab- about our attitude and how we show up like I just left Cumberland Farms I walked down 
and I grab coffee. Now, I'm in Connecticut, so we have Cumberland Farms in New York. It's a gas station, uh, for those who don't know. And if my friend uh, Turtle is listening, I'm sorry. He works for a different chain, and I don't want to upset him that I'm not at his gas stations when I'm in New York. But it's with COVID, a couple times when I've come down here, it's usually they have this amazing self-service coffee section. And I love it because they're really good about keeping their cream full. And I take a gazillion creams and um, it's a big cup and it's only a buck. And it's just it's just a fabulous business model that they have going on. Well, I was here and last few times I was in Connecticut. One of the times the cumbies that I walked to from my mother's house was closed. So I was pissed because I walked down the hill. I have to walk back up the hill. I mean, I love walking, but um, it was more like the inconvenience of it. And it really made me grumpy. And my mother was looking for a pretzel that day. They make these really good cream cheese pretzels, which I had never had prior. But that particular day, I had to run downtown. I had to, you know, go to a different store that didn't have the coffee bar set up. She had to wait on me because of COVID. She didn't have the pretzels. And I'm sure I was grumpy about it. And then the next time I came, I go, this Cumbies is open. It's, they wait on you. And I'm funny. Like, when I go to Dunkin' Donuts, the order is 12 creams, two sweet and lows, and a big straw. Those are all the things I need for my coffee to make me happy. And if my coffee is not the way I enjoy drinking it, it makes me miserable then. That people, like, how could people... Um, mess up the order. Why don't they care? Blah, blah, blah. Now, luckily, I've been not having coffee as much as you guys know. I've only been back drinking it again another week and a half or so. But it becomes like tradition when I'm here with golf and coffee. And I've had just such a weird transitional week that I've allowed myself the grace to have coffee. So I go this morning and I walk in and I can I could see that the coffee stations are open again, like I can wait on myself. So I'm excited. Now, mind you, I've only been awake like 10 minutes. So I'm not quite myself yet. And I don't have coffee in my system. <laughs> and I'm looking around for the lids, and I can't find them. And I'm like, well, where's the lids? And uh, the lady's like, oh, but you have to get them at the register. Which, guys, I don't really freaking understand. I get it. Maybe people touch lids or whatever, but we also touch the sugar packets and all the other things that are open out there. And again, I try so hard and I don't know if you guys are feeling this way, but I try so hard to not like be resentful or let COVID impact my mood because it can. And I could see so simply this morning how this inconvenience, this, my attitude was showing up, right? It wasn't Bobby's way. So I'm going to be bitchy about it. And, and I, you know, I'm very grateful that I have this awareness to know. I may not be able to catch it in the moment, but I am pretty fortunate that most things I can reflect on. And that's what I'm trying to teach you guys, too. It's not a perfect science to be able to stay happy-go-lucky and have a perfect mood on all the time. So, yeah. So that, and then I asked him for something, and he heard me wrong through my mask, and he just wasn't one of the nicest people either, you know, like not warm and fuzzy. And of course, you know, I was a shitty person too. I was like, yeah, I should have known Connecticut would have done something different. Like it's the same chain as New York. I don't understand why they don't have the same rules because New York and Connecticut are in bed together with their rules around COVID anyway. So it just doesn't make sense to me. So I don't understand it. So sometimes when we don't understand things, we get frustrated. 
and I walk out and I can feel myself with my pissy pants starting to come up. And I'm like, no, like I can't start my freaking day like this. And, and I have to control my emotions. You know, like this is my road trip. This is like my midlife crisis trip, right? Cause I'm probably about right at midlife and, uh, you know, changing jobs, planning on changing my location, changing everything right now. So why would I risk being a miserable little bitch about it? Like, let's be happy. Who cares? I, I had to go to the register to get a lid. How serious is that? Oh, my God. It sounds obnoxious. So anyway, that's where I'm at. I just walked back from coffee. I'm going to pick up my niece in a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to go through the reading with you. And I'm I'm glad to be here, guys. Like, I'm glad I figured out a little bit of a way to still chat with you. Hopefully every day. The schedule may get a little funky, so I don't know. And I kind of, I'm not used to, like, recording in front of people other than when I do interviews. So as long as I can, like, hide in my car or, or go somewhere to chat with you, I will continue to try to do so. So here's the reading. September 20th. A Japanese saying is, he who smiles rather than rages is always stronger. (laughs) Now, it's one of those mornings I didn't read it in advance. So let's see what it says. Rage, big angers, and old resentments cause our blood and emotional pressures to rise. There is no comfort or healing in rage against another, only pain and frustration. Nurtured anger has a way of turning back on itself and making us sick inside. Certain cultures even prescribe forgiveness as a cure for illness based on a belief that resentment can make us physically and emotionally sick. Giving up old resentments may feel like saying goodbye to an old friend, to a longtime friend. It may not have been a happy friendship, but at least it was familiar. Letting go of anger may be frightening, but giving up anger doesn't mean our enemy was right. It only means we are tired of being married to the person through pain. It means that we are no longer willing to allow our mind, body, and spirit to be poisoned by the venom of nurtured hurt and anger. As we let go of pain and anger, we make room for love and joy. Today, let me give up my resentments. Help me heal and free my energies for a richer, more productive life. Well, guys, isn't that amazing how um, there's always... There's always a freaking correlation between the reading and what I say. Well, always is a is a pretty permanent word. You know what I mean? Quite often. So this is actually this is good. I wish my I wish I could give my friend the gift of understanding this. Uh, I I never thought of this. This is really this is really kind of mind blowing. I already know that you know it sucks. Like living in resentment and living in anger and frustration is like not good for us. But this is interesting. Giving up old resentments may feel like saying goodbye to a longtime friend. It may not have been a happy friendship, but at least it was familiar. And I think I need to wrap my head around that and appreciate that. But here's the thing, and and I guess it comes with my road trip here. and, And, you know, even when I got home last night, I could tell that Polly was concerned about me having income. And he's like, you know, like, are you, are, are you getting paid yet? And we have some clients. It's, and money is, you know, like we're starting up. So invoicing, um, and work and organization and all that. Like, no, I'm not really making any money right now, but I'm not scared. Like, it's going to be fine. I'm doing good work and I will survive, you know, like that's kind of my mentality about it. But, 
the, the, that was kind of not the point. The point was, um, my uncle had said to me during the day yesterday something about, you know, like most people wouldn't take the risk or whatever. And essentially what came out of both conversations with Polly and with Uncle Ray was that basically like I'm being brave. And a lot of people have said that to me, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm doing something that maybe not everybody else does. And I don't think of it as any big deal because it feels very natural to me. And I've, I don't know. I just, I've, I've done the work. I've done healing and processing and digesting and evaluating, you know, like I've done it all. And I've said all along, I just have so much clarity about what I'm supposed to do. I don't really have time to be scared. And I'm not afraid of the unknown, right? Like, I don't know where I'm going to be a year from now. Hell, I did not know I would be opening a second business that's international that I can't find a good accountant or lawyer anywhere to help me navigate through. Um, But I didn't know that six months ago. Like, it's obscene how much has changed in six months. I didn't know that I would be in the marketing arena learning about writing copy and click funnels and, like, all these things. So things change, but I'm not afraid of the change, right? And that's something I've actually I've put that on my resume for years. Like, I'm one of those people who's cool with change if it means making something better. So to read this, and I'm going to read it again because it's powerful and it's hitting me this morning. Giving up old resentments may feel like saying goodbye to a longtime friend. It may not have been a happy relationship, but at least it was familiar. And this is what Jeff and I talked about on his show, too. And I say this is like breaking up with the bet. That was my boyfriend, the bet, for years and years. It was there through good, through bad, through whatever. I always had the bet. And now I can think about the conversation last night and maybe maybe hanging on to the divorce and the the things that are not, you know, bearing fruit of positivity is what's working for him because it's what it's familiar. And maybe he is afraid of change or what comes next. So I appreciate this perspective. Letting go of anger may be frightening, but we're but giving up anger doesn't mean our enemy was right. It only means we're tired of being married to that person through pain. And like that could happen with an ex, right? I've always I've always said, wow, I got a lot to say this morning and there's really not much time. Sorry. Um I've always said up until up until my relationship with Brad, I've always said I could not understand how people, when they get divorced, it could go from like being in love to this venomous, evil, lawyer ridden, hurt the children, mind blowing, effed up affair that lasts like 10 years in the way that, you know, it was described to me last night. I couldn't understand how it goes from, you know, love to the most special person in the world to this extreme. It's always baffled me especially because I'm friends with most of my exes. Um, well, really all of them, like all the important ones that are still alive. And, you know, I've even just found my way to that point with Brett recently. So I like that. And um, when we broke up, though, I was starting to, I could see it. I, I refused to hate him. I refused to hate him. And it was a conscious effort. And actually it was when I made the decision to remove hate from my vocabulary. And it's still, again, it's one of those things I'm practicing, but I, there's nothing worth hating is how I feel. 
so it was the first time I got this glimpse of why people get so passionate, how they move from passionate love to passionate anger, hate, resentment, all those things. And it really is. It's a, it's a, it doesn't mean, by me not being angry anymore, it doesn't mean that Brett was right about everything. And I'm not saying he was wrong about everything, but it doesn't mean that. What it means is it, it didn't serve me to tear myself up inside or to have those feelings. They just, they weren't good feelings. And, um, Brett actually said on the phone to me the other day, the same kind of thing. Like he's learning his stuff and the stuff that doesn't serve him, he's cleaning house and getting rid of it. And that's good. Like we don't, he's, he's emptying his bucket. Right. And I've been continually emptying my bucket, which is, is why I see things so differently. I think than these people in my, my life. And yeah, that's what needs to happen for my friend last night. He needs to clean his bucket. But I can understand if our if our buckets are what we're used to and what we're comfortable with, I, I have a little bit better perspective this morning on why people hang on to it. It's comfort. It's comfort. Why do people who are drug users use drugs? Because it's comfortable. It's what they know. It's what feeds their body. Why do food addicts or people who have emotional eating you know, go for the macaroni and cheese, I mean, or the ice cream, the comfort foods. It is comfortable, and our bodies sometimes need comfort. And and I'm saying that without judgment, because it's true. Yeah, sometimes it just feels better. That's probably why I have coffee and cigarettes in my life right now, because I am a little uncomfortable, and I'm a little stressed, and I'm not saying what I'm doing is the right way to cope, but I've learned enough to know that, okay, I'll, I'll get through not smoking again. You know, I'm going to start again tomorrow. I'm, I still have not smoked in my car. I refuse to smoke in this car. And, um, you know, you can't go on 80 hours of driving while you're smoking. <laughs> in a car you don't smoke in. I'd never get anywhere, right? So I think I'm learning a little. So I'll leave you with the, with the last line. Today, let me give up my resentments. Help me heal and free my energies for a richer, more productive life. So be mindful today, guys, about your buckets, about your people, about being empathetic to people who are maybe not sorting through their bucket or just more comfortable and not ready to change. You know, let's give them some grace, too, as well as yourself. So glad to be here with you today. Love you guys. I will do my best to check in tomorrow. So stay tuned, beautiful people.